welcome. This is an awesome podcast. This yeah. is one of my favorite ones. <laughs> to the Jeff. It's a lot of whiskey, Jeff. Macalino. Jeff Macalino. 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 Podcast. All right, all right. Welcome to the show. I've got a great one for you today that I know you are going to enjoy. Um, just a reminder, a uh, couple things before we dive into it. Make sure you're subscribed to my YouTube channel, Pretty Pretty Please. Um, check out the Dads and Drinks show with myself and my buddy Jeremiah Hensley. Um, again, I appreciate you watching. appreciate your feedback on that. Also, if you're local to the Tampa Bay area or you're just planning on being in town on May 27th, tickets still available for the premiere two showings in St. Petersburg to Women Want Everything. And uh, coming in a couple weeks, we'll be having uh, a couple weeks of the Jeff McAlino podcast, uh, I think pretty much completely dedicated to Women Want Everything. I uh, already have a few cast members scheduled actually already recorded uh one uh as of this moment uh so be on the lookout for that um all right let's dive into this one this one is a great one because it was a, a one uh, another person i connected with through daniel the past life regressionist and uh he's batting a thousand uh at people he's uh, told should contact me or people he's told me I should contact. Um, L. Embers uh, is my guest today. Um, let's. Um, I'm, I'm saying I'm debating how much I want to tell you or about her beforehand, uh, and how much I'll just let you find out during the episode. But she is uh, she's a past life regressionist, a cosmic channeler, and an energetic coach um she became became aware of psychic and mediumship abilities from an early age um and i think that's where i'll leave it um her website her instagram all that stuff is linked in the show notes but you're going to want to listen uh to this interview also she's got a podcast cosmic curiosities with l embers um check that out um, I uh, enjoyed listening to that um, before I before I talked to her, but also after I talked to her as well, of course. Um, all right, I'm going to dive right into this bad boy. And um, before that, of course, we're really quickly going to pay the bills. First off, let me tell you about Flaviar. This is the club you'll be telling all your friends about. Taste exciting craft and premium spirits. Access exclusive drinks and learn the ways of a true whiskey aficionado. All of a sudden, you'll find yourself with a personal home bar from the best of bourbon, scotch, rum, gin, or tequila, and heaps of stories to tell. Go to the link in the show notes below so you get a discount for being a listener of the Jeff McAlino podcast and enjoy Flaviar. Hey, folks, you know, I talk about mental health on this podcast a lot uh, with my own struggles. Uh, a lot of times I talk to guests about their struggles. And uh, that being said, I uh, want to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether that's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professional professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you. 
more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. As a bonus, you get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Macalino. That's BetterHelp.com slash M-A-C-O-L-I-N-O. All right, everybody, I am very pleased to welcome L Embers to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you, L? I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on. Um, I already told you, I'm going to right off the bat say, uh, Daniel, the past life regressionist, uh, your nephew, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sent uh sent me your way so i am uh he hasn't led me astray so far as far as podcast guests so i'm i'm very excited to have you on and uh you've got a great podcast of your own uh so uh yeah what <laughs> since i know daniel's gonna listen to the beginning of this i you know my youtube channel the majority of the content is me eating fast food like new fast food items oh yeah um, yeah and daniel every podcast i've heard him on talks about food in non-stop non-stop it's it's a problem i can tell you like <laughs> he, he was on my podcast and i recorded an episode for his podcast and i don't think we talked about food for a second and i'm like really? wait a second the two of us should have a food podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The fact that he didn't bring it up at all, I'm shocked. Like... Now, my memory is really bad. <laughs> so there's a possibility we talked about it for 20 minutes, but I don't remember talking to him about food <laughs> at all on the podcast. Well, so. that would have to be a record for him, honestly. I think every time... I, I mean, even when we just talk on the phone, I, it, food is always mentioned in there in some way, shape or form. So, but mind you, like, I think, honestly, I think I'm just as bad as he is. So I can't really blame it all on him. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's, I, I loved listening to you have him on your podcast because I, when people were like, oh, who's this past life regressionist? I'm like, well, we talk about other stuff for the first 20 minutes of the podcast. <laughs> Past life regression is not a thing we talk about at least 20 minutes in. Yeah. Then yeah. it then we get on topic, but it, it takes the wheels have to, you know, get to work up to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you you don't start with the dessert. You you know. No. You got the yeah. salad and the soup and all that other junk. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but Elle, you also are a past life regressionist um yes. so i wanted to start just kind of from from before that though your website yeah. so i want to jump even further back with you if if you're cool with that um it's on your website so i assume you're probably cool <laughs> talking about it uh otherwise yeah. you know take it off the website <laughs> <laughs> um so you um i mean I'll, I'll i'll read it to you and i'm i'm curious how this impacted your life um sure so in your own words you said as a young child i had strong uh psychic and mediumship abilities that i didn't understand for many years and i'm just thinking how and and you you talk about it not being great as a child how did you when did you come to kind of assess that, oh, this is a gift, this is not, like, I hope this doesn't come off poorly, but, like, this is not mental illness, this is actually a gift I have. I hope that makes sense. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> honestly, it took me until, I think, about my early 20s mm. um, to really establish that, okay, I'm not mentally ill <laughs> and I went and spoke to many psychiatrists over the years and different health or mental health practitioners to I guess establish what symptoms I had of what and trying to find a very logical explanation for what I'd experienced 
and they they just couldn't couldn't find anything so every time every time I feel like I'm crazy I'm like nope I've been tested we're good (laughs) (laughs) and and you I I I knew you were in Australia I assume you also were born and grew up in Australia is that yes So I, I, I was going to say, I assume science is the same across the globe where I, I rant about this all the time on my podcast. It's like, this is what we consider science. This we consider hocus pocus or, you know, oh, magic. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. And it, it irritates me because it's like, no, this is what you can't explain. This is what you can't. I know I'm doing hand gestures on an audio podcast, but. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, the the one or the other. It's never kind of an integration of both or a a simple understanding. It's very very um categorized. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and and you know what? It just I hadn't made this connection until right now. I had a a mathematician, a, a recreational mathematician on the podcast, and he talked about there were unsolvable mathematical equations until Mm -hmm. they were published as unsolvable mathematical equations in in math magazines that apparently exist (laughs) (laughs) and then people would solve them and come up with all these multiple solutions to this problem that beforehand was not solvable or only solvable in one way and I mean, I feel like that's what science is supposed to be. Like, we don't know this mystery. Again, I'm waving my right hand, <laughs> listener. Um, we don't know this mystery. Hey, scientists, figure this out because we know this. We know the ta- the the table uh, periodic table of elements. We know this. We know protons yeah. and neutrons and electrons. We don't know this. Figure this out. Um, instead, they're like, no, nah, ignore that ignore that it's 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 not real or it's you know um yeah exactly i mean if you look back at like what people thought of nikola tesla for example yeah they all thought he was insane but you know the the i guess the inventions and the things that we consider to be normal in today's society was all you know crazy (laughs) a few hundred years ago so it just goes to show that I think it all comes down to, you know, this was once unexplainable, but now it is. And maybe in time, we'll have a better understanding of things that science can't explain at this point in time. Who knows? Yeah, I I often, I you know, I, I think, not that I'm a smart person, but I think smart people throughout generations always think man people are going to look back at this us right now a hundred years from now and think what idiots how stupid (laughs) were they they were really doing this or that or questioning this um which is not fair by the way (laughs) uh which which relates quite well to past life regressions (laughs) i i think actually i did not mean to make that connection but here we go um (laughs) I know. I, again, jumping jumping to Daniel, I remember his story was that the first time he saw. I think he was Roots. It was mm-hmm. basically being a slave owner that registered something in his head. Um, and it's brave for him. Uh, obviously, it was a past life, but still to say, yeah, I that that you know, I was a I was a bad guy in past lives. That that can happen. Um, yeah. So. One thing I don't think I asked him, and, and I'm I've listened to so many of his podcasts and your podcast, and I'm I'm always sitting here and I'm so this might be the dumbest question ever. It might be like way too deep of a question. I don't know. I have no clue. But <laughs> I always sit here and uh I, I'm visualizing a past life regression session as like you like projecting onto a movie screen what you're seeing in the... I know that's not what it's like. I, I, I'm i not that <laughs> dumb. 
but like a projector coming out of your forehead like this is what i'm seeing so that you and him uh, even though you're not in the same place <laughs> can, can both look and be like oh yes okay i i see this um so obviously i know that's not how it works so i'm i am curious how the again i i should have asked this question many moons ago how does the process actually work is it similar to like hypnotism or just yeah well i mean i can't speak for daniel because i obviously he has his own quirks and mm -hmm. method of doing things um but for me i mean your idea of the visualization projections not not completely stupid like it, it's not that crazy um it's basically we are guiding you kind of through a it's basically like a meditation but instead of guiding you through steps we're guiding you through memories that you're unlocking in your subconscious mind so mm. it's it's really kind of just a sense of memories and visualizing these memories and as you explain these memories to us, we're then able to picture it and see what, I guess, our representation of what you're going through is and know how to best direct you because obviously prior to the session, we've gotten to know you and kind of know what you're wanting to get out of the session. So then we can appropriately direct you towards achieving that goal. It's yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I, I, <laughs> I was I was sitting on a joke about Daniel's hair, like having special abilities to <laughs> do extra things. But hey, it, he it might, might. He it he, might. he he might not listen this long into the podcast. So, <laughs> oh, um, no, I'm his. I'm his favorite aunt, so I'm sure he'll listen to the whole thing. Just I know. To, you know. So, uh, well, that that actually <laughs> exactly was where my next question was going. Is is not that specific uh, regression, mm -hmm. but the so you see the projection of your nephew. Yes. How how do you realize? Because again, I'm sitting listening to the podcast and I'm visually visualizing a kid this big with Daniel's head on top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want frozen yogurt. <laughs> but I'm I'm guessing that's not that simple. Like it, it you you sense the the soul? I don't I, I'm not good with the the uh vocabulary of it, but that's okay. Um so it, it can be different from person to person is what I've learned. So some people will see, well, they'll recognize people from their everyday life because they do look quite similar. Um, but for a lot of people as well, do you ever, so say for example, you're in a room and someone's walked in behind you, but you haven't looked at them yet, but you know who it is just by the sense of who they are. Yeah that's very similar so it's like mm. you can sense you know who this person is without actually seeing them it's it's the same in a past life regression so with with daniel um he he had very similar i guess characteristics um but of course being a lot younger and it just had his 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 energy it was very much oh i i know who this person is <laughs> without yeah. even looking we all wish he had we had his energy it's <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy um but it's interesting though i do i get that all the time and i get very sensitive to people standing behind me yeah and even though i know who it is i get very uncomfortable i don't know if there's I don't know if that relates at all, but I, I actually get, even when I know it's like my kid, it's like, just don't get, get where I can see. I don't like, I don't like people. I don't know if that's yeah. claustrophobia or that's some sort of sensitivity. I have. Well, I mean, it could be a bit of both. I mean, I have known people to have kind of what, what we would think of being as 
I guess, I guess it's like a, a fear or an uncomfortability with certain things like that. And it's because, you know, perhaps in a past life, say in your example, you know, that they were, they were hit from behind or they were mm. pushed from behind or something like that. So there's that uncomfortability of knowing someone's behind me and not knowing what they're going to do, not being able to, I guess, prepare for the next step. I, I think it just hit me. I bet in a past life, someone I knew and trusted stabbed me in the back, literally. Possibly, yeah. Because again, it's even like people I know are like, hey, just don't, just stand here. I got good peripheral vision. Just don't, <laughs> I don't, gives, I, I, it, I, it makes me very anxious. Yeah. Which I shouldn't say that on a podcast because now I'm going to have people just standing behind me being dicks. <laughs> Luckily, it's not many of my friends listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully. Um, so what um, from was the first time you did a past life regression? Is that what got you into doing it yourself? Or how, how did that how did that work? Uh I know I you went to, it sounded like you went to Daniel first and then you went to someone else too fast. And then you, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you've done your research. Um... Yeah. yeah. I'm not lying. I listened. I listened. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess it all started when I was a kid. Right. So obviously yeah. I had the mediumship and the psychic abilities that were kind of, we don't really know like what this is and how to deal with it. It was very confusing. But I grew up in a Buddhist household, so my parents were really into the sense or the ideal of reincarnation. And mm. it was always kind of joked about because I'd walk to places and just know where things were. Like I'd been there before and I'd never been there. And same with people. I'd be like, oh, I know you, but I've never met you. And being a kid, you, you know, you've got no filter. <laughs> so you just say whatever you're thinking. And so it just used to be this little joke, like, oh, you know, Elle's been here in a past life. Like she must've been this in a past life because that is how she knows what, whatever this is. Right. And it was just this constant sense of like deja vu. And I, it never really got much past being a joke <laughs> until right. I met, met Daniel. And I, I met Daniel through a friend um, of mine who'd had a session with him. And she was like, oh, I had a past life regression. I was like, you had a what? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. How do I do it? <laughs> um, and yeah, so then, you know, meeting Daniel and having my regression. My first regression was so transformative that I was like straight away coming out of the regression. I was like, can we do it again? <laughs> There's more I need to know. And um, I would definitely advise against rushing into another session because there's a lot of information that you have to process and digest after mm -hmm. a regression and I of course being stubborn and impulsive was just like oh no I'll just oh, I'm fine I'll do another one I'll try an in-person one this time and I went and saw another practitioner and I got a little bit more information but it wasn't quite the experience I had with Dan so I, of course, ended up coming back and being like, yo, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. Um, and he's just, you know, like, of course you did. All right, <laughs> let's deal with this. Um, and yeah, so I had another session. And I think from day one, we connected really strongly. So we were talking all the time and he had done regressions for several members of my family <laughs> hmm. and it was just kind of like eh, everyone knows who he is he became part of the family and my 13 year old son was like obsessed with his podcast and was like sending him messages all the time <laughs> and I was like okay cool and Dan sent me a message was like hey look I really think you should be a regressionist I really think this is something that you know, 
is is sitting well for you and just who I know you as as a person I think you'd be really good at it and I was like oh yeah all right like I'd love to do that that's great like how do I go about it and yeah he he put me on to getting my certification and like mentored me through it and yeah it I it was really all down to Deej (laughs) I call him DJ um (laughs) and yeah so I mean it really I I hate to you know pump him up so much (laughs) yeah hopefully he's not listening this long it really all came down to him (laughs) I know he says like oh you would have found your way there eventually but you know I I think I needed that nudge yeah well that's that's uh the I mean the universe puts people in your life for a reason that's right yeah <laughs> I mean it's it's all intertwined as, as as little uh you know I I do like to think like people who don't even know you exist because they did something in passing to you mm-hmm. actually help form your life like that's yeah yeah it all has like these little intricate I guess branches that kind of branch, yeah, branch off. <laughs> yeah, into other things. Yeah, definitely. Now, as a as a past life regressionist, can you are you able to do yourself, or is that something you always? That's weird wording. <laughs> is that something you always have to go? Out, I mean, the same way. I mean, look, I have I have friends who are therapists, and they they don't look in a mirror and talk to themselves. They go, they have their own therapist who they let it out to. Uh, so mm-hmm. is it kind of the same thing? Like you you can't just sit at home and be like, I'm just going to experience my own past lives and live. I feel like that could be dangerous almost. If you asked me, I'd say maybe like two or three months ago, I would have said, absolutely. Yeah, I go and see another practitioner. But uh, things have things have changed for me a lot in the last few months, uh, connecting more with my my channeling ability. And I have a primary guide that does often show me elements of past lives. So this is again useful but if I wanted to dive into I guess deeper meanings on things and wanting a full picture and a full regression then absolutely I'd need to see a a fellow regressionist for that but um it's it's not something that you can really get what you get out of a regression by doing yourself gotcha is Mm -hmm. Um, I've got so many questions running through my head. I'm trying to stick with one and not switch midstream. Um, uh, what you just said, uh, about a few months ago and, and, and all that, it, it, your channeling ability, I believe you said, is that into like a collective kind of thing where you can kind of getting guidance from a collective or I see you've met Leanne. <laughs> I have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Not as the soon as I'm collective. Collective, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. Too, I'm too afraid of of. <laughs> I'm a, let me let me be clear. I am personally petrified of the idea, not of the idea. Let me clarify of myself doing person just personally. I don't. I'm not. I just know my personality. Uh, if mm-hmm. I started doing past life regressions, I'd be like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to everyone on the planet and I'm going to get them all done. And I'm going to, I'm just, I'm just going to be obsessive and I'll end up being a crazy person. Um, same thing with like talking to intergalactic collectives. I'm like, feel like this will lead me down a bad path. No, like not, they will. I, <laughs> I will like, I, I, I'm, uh, you know. If you, if I lock on something and think this is this is it, I'll, I'll just be like a stupid dog chasing a ball until I run off a cliff or something. I don't I don't know if these analogies make any sense. 
No, they do. I can relate 100% because well, I am like an all or nothing person. <laughs> that was uh, That's kind of like your first time going to Daniel and then going to someone else and, and yep. being like, Daniel, help. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of the same. So that's, I, I guess I got to relate to that. It's like, I would get a past life regression and be like, this is great. I want to know more. I'm If he won't see me, I'm going to this person. And then, okay, now I'm going to that person. <laughs> And basically, I'll I, I feel like I'll I'll have like a just be writing on the walls like the crazy person in the movies who just <laughs> writes all these things all over the place, and I'll end up institutionalized. <laughs> and then I'll look back on that in a future life, and I'll say, "Oh my God, I'm going to be that again." <laughs> well, then you have to kind of like be like, "What did I learn from that? Maybe I should slow down." <laughs> <clears throat> just gonna be a circle for me <laughs> um no i i totally i totally get it i totally get it i am what they call it i guess a, a manifesting generator in human design which means i have an intense passion and i tend to take on a lot so whatever i'm working on will always expand and it will always expand with great passion so I'm always really, <laughs> really into to what I'm doing. But um, yeah, I it, it's not quite the same as Leanne. Uh, Leanne, from my understanding, channels a galactic, like multidimensional, like intergalactic yeah. collective. Yeah. Um, mine's not so, not so fancy. <laughs> um, <laughs> mine is... Uh, well, the thing is, is I, I used to, I used to have a lot of, uh, uh, I guess I, when I say channeling, I mean my like trance channel abilities because channeling has happened since I was a kid. Like I've been able to see people that aren't there, talk to people that aren't there and relay messages that they're telling me. Right. But moving from that level of channeling to trance channeling is kind of like, I am letting go of the steering wheel and jumping in the passenger seat and letting them tell you the message instead of me kind of being that in-between person. Mm -hmm. um, so who I channel primarily is sorry. So from my understanding of what I've been told through channeling is that we all kind of have a team so a team of guides, a team of spirits, a team of whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and these were people that once were human. And a lot of the time we have had contact with in past lives. And I guess they kind of move through this progression process, which in the human world, I guess we'd call ascending, right? Like where our soul's growing, we're moving up and getting to... I don't know, maybe. Plane. Yeah. <laughs> and so I guess once we finish all the lessons we want to learn coming to earth, we get promoted in quotations <laughs> to being a guide or a team member on someone's team that we have had a strong connection to in a past life. So I have nine members on my team and people think that spirit guides are very quite angelic and you know have all this wisdom but it's from what I have experienced that is not always the case <laughs> <laughs> so I actually have a a member on my team named Martin and Martin swears at people and <laughs> and he is very blunt and you know quite just a troublemaker if I'm honest uh, but he has good intentions and he he does everything with love. It's just how he does it. It's a bit questionable. <laughs> so Sari is who I generally let talk to the world because she's a lot more responsible. And um, she is the leader. So she's like team captain. And she is kind of on that next level again. So your team, you know, they've been promoted from human souls to being team spirit teams 
And then your primary or your team captain has been promoted again. So they have that kind of two IC manager sort of <laughs> status, I guess. There's office politics, even in the afterlife. <laughs> totally. 100%. But we'll call it the afterlife. <laughs> Be essential. So, yeah, exactly. So it's it's been it's been really interesting getting to know them um and have them communicate with with clients and things like that because sorry is because she is i guess on that next plane again from the rest of the team she's able to talk to other people's team members connect them with their team members she's able to talk to past relatives uh give guidance wisdom clarity she's able to connect with what your individual soul is requiring on an energetic level and a physical level to continue your growth and your journey here on earth so it's been just mind-blowing <laughs> getting to know everything involved with that so yeah. Now, is is that just a gift, like just something you have, or is that something normal people are able to get in touch with? Because I feel like my spirit guides like the alcohol quite a bit. <laughs> um, and pizza. Look, ever, ever, <laughs> I love pizza. I love pizza so much. Oh, oh my all spirits love pizza. If you don't eat pizza, you're basically killing your your spirit team. You're... 100%. 100%. That's the fuel. But... <laughs> <laughs> but um I mean look, we all have these abilities, right? It's just what is your I guess skill set in them. So for example, some people are more connected with channeling, some people are more connected with sight, some people are more connected with astral travel for example like there's just different elements that are going to be someone's I guess you know like university major that that's what they're more focused on and that's what they're better at doing but of course everyone is able to tap in to their spirit team to communicating with them in some way shape or form it's just going to vary from person to person um because I'm such a narcissist, I'm famous for that. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 going to ask you this question because the thing that I uh, most people I talk to, as far as most anything, comes back to with me is uh, my dreaming. I have very vivid dreams. I've told uh, you know podcast guests who are like, you should stop drinking. I'm like, oh, I don't sleep when I don't drink because my dreams wake me up every five minutes because they're explosive and uh i mean in seriousness i like i can fall asleep have my phone sitting here and tell me it's 102 a.m and i can have what seems like a, a three hour dream and click on my thing and it's 111 and it's like mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. i suck for nine I slept for nine minutes. Hopefully I didn't just ruin my microphone. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's like, but I just had an, ex and now it's like, now I need to go back to sleep after that. Like I just, I just saw an exciting movie where I was the star. Um, yeah. So in, in your experience, is there anything to dreams in particular? I love that you've, brought this up <laughs> good <laughs> this is something that I have been slowly experimenting with over the years because I I'm in the same boat as you right I have really intense dreams really vivid dreams I've had dreams where you know I've been punched in the face and I wake up with a blood nose like things that kind of just leak over and mm -hmm. The interesting thing about our brain waves when we dream is that our brain goes into what they call theta brain waves. So this is the same sort of brain waves that we access through past life regression. And this is kind of where all of our, our memories reside. So a lot of dreams can be 
potentially some past life experiences they can also be multi-dimensional experiences if there's some sort of multiverse out there or different dimensions where you know perhaps this is playing out in that time there's so many different theories and questions to to dreams but something I have picked up a lot with my experience in experimenting with dreams is I have been able to tap into other people's dreams so you know having the same dream that they're having and kind of being that observer and seeing what they are dreaming about but feeling what they're dreaming about as well and it's it's been really intense and sometimes it's scary <laughs> and you know so I I completely sympathize with being like no this is what I need to go to sleep and this is this is what I'm doing like 100% like you got to do what what works for you but there is definitely definitely something to dreams and being able to access things that we just can't quite access in our waking state and I guess you know without science really being able to <laughs> to solidify a lot of yeah a lot of these theories they'll only ever be theories but it's just yeah it's really really interesting well that's one of the things with science is i know i talked to someone who's like nah you can't dream and you have to go to rem sleep and that takes and i'm like no i i literally dream between hitting the snooze button that's nine minutes <laughs> yeah so i i know i dream between the snooze button because i've done it a million times in my life so your science is not right <laughs> and to, so well I, I i won't bore the audience with this but i should talk to you afterwards about my yeah I, i've got a dreams are a whole thing with me and that's <laughs> at least i've actually gotten you actually mentioned astral projection and i had a guy who who was a astral projection expert and one thing i always think i don't know if you've been able to do it but i've tried to do it and i've had what he explained happen but it's like i don't know if that was just a dream because i wanted it to happen like mm -hmm. i i saw me floating away from my body that whole thing and then i just went down like a vortex and everything and i remember the, the last I, I've done it a few times and usually they're just disorienting and I don't really get anything in the last time. Uh, the last time there was a booming voice like you ask too many questions and I'm like, Ooh. what? Why? He's like, who do you think you are? I'm like, I'm Jeff. He's like, you're a Jeff. You're not the Jeff. And I'm like, fuck you. I am the alpha Jeff of this <laughs> multiverse. And I got in a fight with this voice for a couple back and forths. And then I got thrown back into my body and woken up. And I'm like, I don't think that was astral projection. I think that was a dream. But who the hell knows? How can you tell? <laughs> Maybe I fought with the ultimate Jeff. And, and I stood up to him. And he, he was not happy with my sass. <laughs> <laughs> but he was caught yeah. off guard by it. <laughs> Yeah, one. I mean, like, who is he to say that you're not the Jeff? Like, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, that was kind of what I said, right? I, and <laughs> yeah, he he didn't take kindly to it. But, but yeah, it, it, it's yeah. There's there's something I don't know. It's I, I wish there'd be more science expand expanded into the dream world. Um, yeah. But no, I, I tell people, like, you need to quit drinking. I'm like, well, two to three, no, not two to three. Like, two to three for a normal person, that just dulls them so they don't wake me up. You know, like, eight to ten, that makes me not dream. So I sleep. But zero, it's like, woo, more real than real life. Yeah. Which, yeah, which no, can I, be I totally fun when it. you choose to do it, but not when you when you're just trying to sleep <laughs> right like a lot of my teenage years like going through I guess the the psychic and the mediumship and the channeling and all that sort of thing and not knowing really 
how to navigate my way through it. I, you know, I just wanted to suppress it and not be afraid. <laughs> right. So I went into, you know, drinking and partying and, and everything to try and dull everything down. Um, which, you know, like it did work for me for a little while, but it ended up causing more problems for myself in the long run um, in terms of channeling and stuff. But like, I totally, I totally can sympathize. Like I, I, I get it. <laughs> the, the only thing I think is like really interesting about the limited research that they have done scientifically with lucid dreaming Mm-hmm. Is that if you are, say, for example, if you're a football player and, you know, you want to get better at football and you have a lucid dream that you're training at football practice, your body and your brain thinks that that actually happened. So, like, if you are lucid dreaming every night to, you know, learn the violin or, like, play football or whatever, in real life, you're going to improve and progress through that through that activity hmm. because your brain and your body thinks that you've already done it so i always thought that was kind of interesting but that's, that's very the minimal <laughs> well i mean that's it's the almost, minimal research i know about that creates i don't know if you've seen the movie groundhog day but yes well yeah you you probably should in your line of work <laughs> right I, but but like if if you could just you know his in Groundhog Day, he's tossing cards into a hat and ice sculpting, playing a piano. I always thought I'd be the best golfer and bowler on the planet because that doesn't really take muscle, it just takes muscle memory. So mm-hmm. if I just did it every day, I'd be the best. Um yeah. so if you could train yourself to dream of golfing, I mean same principle, just Now and now yeah. I'm just seeing how long I have <laughs> until I can join the senior tour and <laughs> make those tens of thousands of dollars golfing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that really blew my mind about it was the bodybuilders that did it because they had like a, a a research team that had bodybuilders doing it, and they actually gained like muscle volume and everything, not training in real life, but training in lucid dreaming. And I was like, that is insane. Like, how does that work? That just blew my mind. I was like, cool. I there's, should. There's got to be something with, because you mentioned the getting punched in the face and waking up with a bloody nose. I, that happened to me multiple times. And yeah. I had to, and again, I have always excused it. Like I've woken up where I've gotten like my leg cut on a fence or something. And I've woken up with a bloody leg and I've been like, oh, there was a bug bite or a scab. I must have broken open my foot and that's why i did that in the dream or maybe not (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that's it but that's what your logical mind goes to right it's like well you know i must have kicked something or like whatever well i i think i think you and daniel touched on this um i know i know i've touched on this when i talked to a paranormal investigator a long long time ago uh is that Adults always rationalize everything that happens. So if I hear clang, clang, clang in my house, I'm like, oh, you know, house settling or pipes, whatever, (laughs) whatever, something, you know, no big deal. A kid, you know, sees a ghost or whatever, uh, uh, you know, and it's like, well, maybe the kids just haven't jaded their minds or 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 polluted their minds with the reality that us adults have to see everything with like mm-hmm. oh that that thing over there just fell uh it was it was just loose happened not that maybe maybe someone from another dimension or the afterlife just punched it down <laughs> yeah and i'm I not saying that's... they're right i'm just saying it their mind's not polluted <laughs> yeah Totally. I think kids are like free from all the the environmental and family conditioning that we are exposed to by the time we're adults. So we have that, you know, almost that limiting restriction as adults to what we believe in. 
Whereas kids, they, you know, the sky's the limit. <laughs> they can believe in whatever they want. So they're open to seeing more and and feeling more and believing more because they don't they aren't restricted by those limitations. The <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Good podcasting. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, you're right. Um <laughs> Again, I know you touched on this on your podcast, uh, but um, one thing I always think of with, I'm debating which way to take this, this one, because I went one way with Daniel. That, so I'm debating taking it the other way or debating it the same way. I always think <laughs> with past life regression of mm-hmm. seeing the most horrific, you know, I think with Daniel, my example was not that I'm concerned about it, but seeing Hitler was your in your past life. Um, oh, I was a Nazi. Right. In a past life. In a past life, to clarify. In a, pa- in a past in life. In a past life. <laughs> it's not old enough to be a Nazi in this life unless she's a real <laughs> fringe lunatic. Like, there, I don't think there's many Nazis walking around. Uh, but... Well, look, again, it's on his website. I'm not blowing his spot that he his first recollection was as uh, someone, uh, a slave owner uh, Mm -hmm. or a slave trader, which maybe is worse. I don't I don't know. Uh, Either way, (laughs) um, it it's the. The oh, I, I thought I'd be Benjamin Franklin or or trying to think of another great person and I'm blanking. I really want to be Benjamin Franklin in a past life. <laughs> um I'll take Thomas Jefferson. I know he's got some baggage, but that, you know, again, looking back 300 years is a is a fool's errand. Um <laughs> this is very American centric. I apologize. No, that's okay. I know who they are. I just don't know a lot about them. So I'm like I'm kind of following like we're good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd like to be those guys. I don't want to be like, I was the slow guy in the corner of the barn who beat the slaves. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm thinking of the, like, you know, like, I get, well, I was going to say, I guess being Napoleon or Hitler would be better than being that guy who was just like, I was too dumb to do anything. So I did vicious, violent acts upon helpless people. I, I yeah I, I, again the whole thing from an that's... egotistical point yeah one hundred percent yeah like, be I, like at well, least I I'd be, be in charge <laughs> <laughs> yeah I but no I I totally get that but yeah. I I think you I think you brought up that so it's kind of a twofold question is one that uh, I think you and Daniel both said this was that it was kind of like. I don't necessarily bring up every past life I've revisited. The other fact is I don't know that I necessarily, that that doesn't mean I was that person necessarily could have meant that I'm just taking a lesson from some collective or something. So mm-hmm. I, I think I understand the concept of it, but uh, I don't know if, if if you can jump on the scraps I left, I know I didn't leave you a question here. Um, <laughs> no, that's okay. So I was I the guess... dumb guy. <laughs> <laughs> I still am. Damn it! I think but it's now I have about... a podcast. <laughs> well, you know what? That's. I mean, if you look at the grand scheme of things, that's only going to make you smarter, right? Because you're exposed to more things. Hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I guess it comes down to polarity, right? So seeing yourself as the villain and then also you're going to see yourself as the hero and you're going to, you know, vice versa 50,000 times over again. I have seen lives where, like I've said previously, like I was a Nazi and I was actually involved with um, running the gas chambers. Mm. That was horrific. (laughs) I was, and also I was telling a Jewish 
person my regression and I was like I'm so sorry dude like (laughs) but it's not that's not who I am I I'm not a Nazi I don't have any of their values or beliefs I would never do that to another living person and I would never wish that upon them so that is I guess the the difference there is that's like okay maybe the things that you did in a past life and who you were in a past life that's that's great for then but that's not who we are now we're very different people now and so we have our own lessons and our own environmental factors and things to go through in this lifetime that are going to create the person that we are and that's going to vary each time around every time so you can never really I guess in that aspect be the exact same person time and time again there's always going to be variations but there's also going to be good and there's going to be bad and I guess the other thing is too is good and bad are you know perspective based like what's good to someone may not be good to someone else it depends on you know their values and their perspective so I think it really comes down to just who you are today that really makes any any difference but in terms of being someone of significance like I I have mentioned in my podcast I was someone who was very significant in a past life and someone well known and of course Daniel goes through and tries to guess on the podcast like he knows who it was but trying to you know give everyone else some sort of idea and steers them in the completely wrong direction every time um (laughs) but you know I may have been that person I may not have been that person in the grand scheme of things but there was something about that life that I needed to see. There was a lesson there that I needed to learn that was going to help me in this lifetime get over whatever challenges I was facing at the time and to step into the potential that I have in this lifetime. So when it comes down to past life regressions, we can never, like Dana said millions of times, we can never prove any of this is legitimate. It's, it may be, it may not be. There's no other way that we can prove that. We can just go off the experiences that we have had, that other people have had, and what we've learned from it. And I think that is really the main essence there is what we've learned from it. So regardless of who you are or who you've been, it's what that life is teaching you. Well, that's that, that was the the very first. Well, not the first thing, but a, a, a few seconds after you, you said about a Nazi operation operating the gas chamber, just light bulb popped in my head. I'm an anti-authority authoritarian folk to begin with, and it was like, well, maybe that's a lesson. Just like, don't the orders from above are not always the right ones. Yeah. Like again, it it's not and I'm not saying you weren't, not saying you were, but the the lesson could be very straightforward of like don't just take what the powers that be tell you and do it. Like question That's yeah. That's how I'd interpret it. That's how I interpreted it too, sir. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> that's that's like i'm like all right i think i could deal with that like oh yeah i learned that lesson i'm good i i assume everything the government tells me is wrong (laughs) (laughs) might be a little far the other way but you know yeah and maybe you know in that lifetime for, for example if that was the lesson that you learned for a past life that you experienced you're like okay great like i now have learned the lesson to to question everything, to not trust exactly all the orders that are coming down to me. But then perhaps in this lifetime, if you've gone too far the other way, perhaps, you know, the lesson that you'd see in a future lifetime would be like, okay, I have to learn to balance and trust mm-hmm. my own intuition on whether this is right for me or whether this is wrong for me. So then it comes down to a lesson of like trusting yourself. But yeah. 
Do you uh, a weird question? And and I promise this will be probably the last one planned. So probably <laughs> not the last one. But when you do the past life regression, obviously, if it's a well known person, that's one thing. But if it's just average, if your your past life, you were Jeff McAlino. <laughs> I'm obviously exaggerating. Uh, but do you go back? I'm I'm talking to someone 50 years from now who past life regressions into me. See the narcissism on me? Do you go back and be like, let me listen to this guy's podcast? Like, do you go back and be like, all right, let me see what I can find about this person? Or do you just take the feelings from the session, learn from them, and just be like, ah, person, I'm done? With that, I learned what I need to learn. I, I, again, I don't know from someone who actually does this if that question makes any sense. But to me, I think I'd be like, what's my name? What's this? What's that? Okay, I'm going to go research the hell out of this person and this person and this person. I'm going to find all their children and I'm going to talk to them. Again, it goes back to me being, I would probably become a, a crazy, beautiful mind not case not nearly as smart but quite as diligent <laughs> no not at all like that's completely normal and you know even even dan like he has visited places that he has seen in past lifetimes that he's like wow okay i i i'm gonna i know where that place is i'm gonna go to that place and you know same with me when i found out who this person of significance was i was like well I'm going to find out everything there is to know about her <laughs> and be like, wow, okay, like what happened here and what happened there and why did this play out the way that it did? And it can be validating because, you know, there were things about the person that I was because I didn't really know much about her prior to my session, but I knew things some way or another. And so going through that experience and seeing, for example, she had lost a sister when she was a toddler and, you know, going back and researching after the regression being like, oh my God, she did have a little sister that died when she was a toddler. Like that's validating for me to be like, okay, like maybe this is making sense. Like, but, you know, it also can be detrimental the other way. So like, for example, if you are investigating a certain place or a certain person and you're focusing purely on who it was and not the lesson that came out of the regression, that's going to be detrimental for you in your, in your growth mm. and your current lifetime. So, I mean, I think it's normal to want to research it. I think it's just good to keep in mind that there's a healthy balance of like okay I can look this up and I can go to this place and this is kind of nice to to be in the same place again or you know I I've learned this about that person and that matched my regression that's really validating but not getting too caught up in who that person was or where that place was and forgetting the the lesson lying underneath <laughs> right well Ella, I could ask you a million more questions, but my brain is already doing the beautiful <laughs> mind thing. Like, so I will, uh, I will ask you this: Where can my listeners find L Embers? Yeah, uh, the best place is either my website or Instagram. So my website is lembers.com, and my Instagram is l.embers. So pretty pretty easy to find my podcast is uh cosmic curiosities and that's wherever you can listen to your podcasts yeah. <laughs> and all of those links will be in the show notes uh l this has been a lot of fun i hope it wasn't like talking to the uh the the slow person in the corner of the room <laughs> for you uh but uh a lot of fun um 
I'm 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 probably gonna have a list of 700 questions I want to ask you afterwards, so I I'll be sure to bother you, uh, down the road. Yeah, <laughs> but, of course. But thank you so much, uh, for for joining me. Thank you. It was such fun, and I loved loved chatting with you. Hopefully, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Hope you had a ball. Thank you so much, L Embers, for coming on the podcast. Check her out. Follow her on Instagram. Check out her website and her podcast, Cosmic Curiosities. Um, that was a fun one, uh, which is not a surprise. And I have another fun one coming uh, to you next week um, with uh, Michelle Hoffman. But you'll hear more about her next week. Again, do me a favor, you know, support my sponsors because that helps me out, of course. But also, go to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Um, that would be much appreciated. You know, hop on IMDb and you can rate each episode if you'd like. You don't need to rate all of them, of course. There's a lot there, but the ones you listen to, throw me a rating on them and that helps me gauge what, uh, you know, I always want to go the way that people want me to go with this show. And again, check out the Dads and Drinks show on YouTube. That's uh, a, a little more mature rated. Uh, I know if you listen to some episodes of this podcast, you're going to say, really? More mature? Uh, yes, yes. A little more mature rated uh, overall than uh, I would say uh, the Jeff McAlino podcast will, uh, will provide you. Uh, lastly, again, get your tickets to Women Want Everything if you have not done so already. Um, oh, I, I landed a voiceover role in a short film. Um, there's not really much to talk about with that, though, at this point. But, hey, I'm out there grinding. All right. Uh, boom. It's over. Thanks for listening. It was amazing. <laughs> I I loved it. Be sure to come back for another great episode. I'm one wing away from Jeff Macalino. Of the Jeff Macalino Podcast. How much time did you spend on thinking of the name of your podcast? You want to just straight, that's my name. I'll add the word podcast to it. Yup. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>